Hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome to Praise Dionysus. Oh, praise him. Oh, praise him. Oh, yeah. I was a peacock. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about shows because we're doing our Midsummery. Our Midsummery 2023. 2023. We're yes. talking about Midsummer. Very excited to Hoot be here hoot. with all of you. Yes. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Transcendence by Writer's Block Theatre, Hot Summer Nights by Red Canvas Productions, and Protein by Autonomous Inventions. Yes. Such excitement. Oh my God. Such joy. It's happening. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Please. Please? It's okay. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? So good. Hi, Jake. Hello, James. A pleasure to see you. Uh-huh. I um, bet it is. <laughs> I bet it is. Mm. I'm trying to be more confident. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It looks good on you. Um, how has your week been? Ah, uh, fine. Fine. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. The That's chemistry a... is wonderful. <laughs> it's really good. Have they met? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was fine. You know, a lot of depression, but it's yeah, been true. fine. <laughs> yeah, how's yours been? Yep. Yep. Consistent. Um, Fine. God, this is really not interesting, is it? What, what, what have I done? Um, yeah, well, was there like a highlight of like your last week or so? Uh, it's been, I've been having a very low-key week. Uh-huh. It's good. I had work, uh, which is fine. Uh, uh, do you want me to tell you about work? I can. No, that's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> that was pleasant. Uh, yeah, didn't you say you were seeing a specialist for some sort of reason? Do you want to get into that? <laughs> okay, so just for people's record, we, Jake and I spoke about this earlier and I said I would talk about it on the podcast, so he's not just pulling medical facts out imagine? of me. Can you imagine? Yes, Jake. Why, yes, I am. My personal life. Um, I... Feels like a weird thing to start off with immediately, but I got a, a referral to see a sleep specialist. A sleep specialist. A sleep specialist. I have for a long time just had bad sleep forever, basically, uh-huh. uh, and I never really thought much of it. I thought everyone just tosses and turns for three to four hours every night, um, and I am now had to have seen a doctor, and they've said that's not normal. Mm. I go and see this d- a big other d- bigger doctor, and I, <laughs> so I'm going to see the big doctor who's going to put diodes on my brain and I'm going to sleep and they're going to look at my brain and say things are good or they're not. Okay. Um, that's good. Uh, and I have a feeling that has a lot to do with why my immune system has been so low because I just do not sleep well, which is why I get sick all the time, I think. Mm. Hopefully I'm setting up these dominoes to knock them down. My pal has one of those like elephant sleeping machines. Maybe you should get one of them. Okay, so my problem isn't sleep apnea. I don't, right. I don't have issues with snoring. What if it's pro- because you don't look enough like an elephant to sleep? Elephantitis, I think that's called. That's, yeah. that's my understanding of what that's elephantitis, what elephantitis is. is. Um, well, then, if I need to look like an elephant, I'll come to you for advice. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> because you look like an elephant. Oh, that was body shaming. Yes, that Good. was body shaming. Straight and simple. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, so that's been like the highlight of my week was getting that organised. Otherwise, mm. I um, like Flynn and I have just been sort of like relaxing because he's been um, who. Who have you been relaxing with? <laughs> Flynn is my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Uh, oh! Well, yeah, yeah, we're together. Oh my god. Get used to it. Oh. I'm not going to apologize for it. That's very brave. We're in love. That's very midsummer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's midsummer. We're only together for midsummer. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I need a midsummer boyfriend. Midsummer boy. Oh, I do like a midsummer boyfriend. It does feel extra gay. It feels extra gay. It feels extra gay having a boyfriend during midsummer. I imagine. So, um. <laughs> 
So we've just been relaxing. Like yeah. we went to the, go to the park every now and again. Uh, Is it, what are, are there any other times where having a boyfriend feels extra gay to you? Probably when you're having sex. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, because gay like gay, gay sex, sex is pretty gay. It's pretty gay. No, I guess like like okay, if we're talking like gayness. Mm. Heinous gayness in the anus. You know when being gay feels especially gay with your partner? When you're on public transport. Okay. That can feel very gay. When you're feeling afraid or when your like, knees are touching on those seats? Not afraid, but definitely wary. Wary. I think you, you do, it, for me at least, it's like, oh, it's, you're, you're a little more notice, notice, you're noticing your surroundings more. Okay, sure. Because you've been put in like this, this, yeah, what, like a squat? I don't know why I'm always telling you that. What's going on? I, I guess I'm looking for something like a... Not an aquarium, not like a prison cell. My mind an tried exhibit? to no, like an exhibit, but more of like a not a petri dish. My mind and then mouth tried to start saying like you know when you're playing squash and there's a glass wall at the back and people can see you playing squash. In I just there. watched the Brooklyn Nine Nine episode where they play squash last night. There you go. We're in we're in sync. Oh uh, sure. Uh, I, I mean, in some ways we're in sync, and in some ways you're watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. I know you do okay. love it. Um, <laughs> a cab, a cab. Um, yeah, so moving on from this promptly. Uh, <laughs> Trams are like squash courts and your gayness puts you at risk of being thwomped in the face with a squash ball. That is, is what I was trying to say. It's a clean analogy. That's a very <laughs> clear way of putting it. Um, sure. put, that to, put that to paper. <laughs> hey, are you writing this down? Uh, so yeah, but um, today has been a nice journey for me. I woke up feeling a bit sad, not sure why. Mm. Probably just brain. Um, and I was like, not sure. And then I was sort of like getting ready. And then my housemate was heading out the door the same time as me. So we got the tram together. So mm-hmm. that was pleasant. Okay. And then later on in the tram ride, my aunt sends me a creepy text message out of the blue. Oh God. Saying like, are you enjoying your tram? <gasps> and then I turn around and she's on the tram. Okay. And she's like down from Brisbane for a little bit. So I like, had a chat with her on the tram, which is very nice to catch up. Okay. So I felt like vitalized and rejuvenated. Okay. Um, and then I came over here. And then on the way here, it's Pride Parade today. It's the it's the, the parade down St. Kilda area uh-huh. where they do their gay parade. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the tram was just full of queer people of all different ages and backgrounds. And it just felt like a very nice moment of oh, community. That's great. That's lovely. Parades are important. I've now only for the first time realized that a Pride Parade, isn't Pride one of the seven deadly sins? Yeah. Yeah. So, where are the other parades for the other sins? Oh my god, the sloth parade never made it off the first, made oh. it out of the first gate, didn't it? <laughs> I guess it wouldn't have. No, the lust parade. They're too busy fucking. They're too busy fucking. It makes sense that the pride parade would be the only one to go ahead because the, the greed, the greed parade. The what greed, the greed parade? I guess there'd be a lot of looting as they walk down the street. <laughs> yeah, or they'd all be just too like, I don't know, envy. Would they'd all be too envious of each other's costumes to even go on? Yeah, because what would that parade even be? I imagine from even the planning process, it'd be like envy centric. So maybe we would it be people? Would it be people like attending the, the parade, watching the parade, envying the people in the parade, or would it be people? I assume everyone attending these parades are like from that group. It's so, like everyone going to this like envy parade is envious are envious people. Okay, the ones in the parade. Everyone watching the parade. So in like the parade. Commonwealth Bank would have an envy float. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the Wrath Parade, I mean. The, oh my. Just. Oh, who would oof. attend that? Unless it was like a, 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 a like celebrating the feeling of looming vengeance. <laughs> I think you would go to that parade. <laughs> you would go to that parade. I would You'd not be go to the that... front of that parade. No, that that not that, 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 Stewart parade. No, I'm not a vengeful person. You have a tattoo that says revenge. <laughs> That's not because I'm so vengeful. What's it for then? I have other things on my mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> is that all the sins? That was, was that all seven Gluttony. of them? Gluttony. Gluttony. <laughs> That'd be a fun parade. 
<laughs> Everyone's getting carried. Everyone. Oh, that's that's fun. Yeah, they're all just eating sponge cake. Oh, maybe I would. I would be in the gluttony parade. I would be. I would be of all the parades. You'd be at the front of that parade. I'd be in that one. Yeah, you'd be in wrath, and I'd be in gluttony. Yeah, I'm proud of us. Um, so I would give my week. Mm. Seven deadly sins out of seven. Ooh. Oh, what do you think of that? That's really good. That's what about clean. you, Jake? Tell me about your week. I want to hear about it. My week, as I said, miserable. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but interspersed in that, like seeing people, things were good, you know, all the things. Um, yeah, seeing a bunch of theatre, which is lovely, and mm. seeing people at them, which is cool too. Um, yeah, but beyond that, I've been like, I, wa- I want to say accidentally, but you can only do a level of this accidentally. I've been ingesting a lot of like, man in underpants media <laughs> okay which is not to say pornography which is to say there's like <laughs> somehow i guess i don't know if it's because of like where the moon is but something about me is imbibing a lot of these tales of like men undressing let me <laughs> I'm, I'm elaborate i'm waiting you i'm waiting <laughs> so like i started off by watching welcome to chippendales Oh, sure. Is that good? That looks fun. Awful. It's oh. so boring. It's really bad. So Who's it's the lead actor in that? I like Kumail Nanjiani yeah, he's and Murray Bartlett is in it as well. Okay. You don't care about Murray Bartlett? I don't Bartlett? know who that is. That's the guy from White Lotus, like the first season of White Lotus with the moustache who was in Looking. Oh, he's quite good. He's Australian, isn't he? Um, yes. He's from. He's in the an episode of The Last of Us. Uh, to those of you who watched The Last of Us, episode three, right? Oh, <laughs> Emotionally, started on emotionally devastating. Oh what no! A beautiful episode. Okay. Surprise. Very came out of left field. Didn't expect it. Loved it. Because Last of Us is about people turning into mushrooms. It's mostly about people turning into mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I've grasped it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say what the third episode's all about because it'll spoil it for people who may not have seen it. But Jake, you would love the third episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to pause it here? I'll tell you what it's about. And we can hear a reaction. Um. Okay. Real quick. Real yeah. Quick. We'll pause here for a second. Okay, yes, so James just summarised the third episode of The Last of Us for me. Yep, that sounds upsetting. Sure. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> right. Sure. No, I understand why you think that I would enjoy that sort of thing. Yeah. Sure, it's a bit AIDSy. It's a bit gay. It's a bit AIDSy. It's a bit yearning, a bit loving. It's sure. all these things. I suppose. Yeah. It yeah. still sounds like sci-fi, though, so for Jake, it is not. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> we'll see. Also, I don't want to see Nick Offerman play a gay man. It's pretty good. Great. He plays a gay man in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Why do we keep having the conversation? Because I watched that episode last night as well. No, no, it's fine for you to talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Do that as much as you want. Why do we keep having this conversation and act as if we resolve it where it's like, why are straight men still playing gay people? Yeah, true. And we keep thinking that we get to the end of the conversation and then nothing changes again. It makes me so angry. Is Murray gay? Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's one. That's one of the two. Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> progress. Precious mushroom drama. Progress. Yeah, that's progress. Maybe the government's bi. He gives me bi vibes. Then play by. <laughs> Maybe he was by. Maybe he was by. No, he wasn't by. Well, <laughs> anyway, I can't get too head up about this. But You're so, weak. Don't call me that. You are. We. <laughs> so yes. So I watched Welcome to Chippendales. Mm. So it's Kamal Nanjani playing like the lead in the. the it's the story. I'm about... going to make a strip club for women. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> sure, he said yes. So it's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so does that. He playing the lead, completely unlikable. No redeeming oh, qualities. No. no, none at all. And it's like, yes, it, it's great that he's like an immigrant coming to the, the US to, to, to try to make a big in business. But it's like, at some point, you need to do something. Like, there's a reason people say to save a cat. You know, there's, he's done nothing to make me think like, oh, I want him to be happy. I want him to earn. Because I just... Wanting business success isn't enough for me to be on your side. Sure, yeah, that's If anything, fair. I resent you more. You need yeah. to work against that. Money hunger is not, it's not the helping. way to my heart. No. So that was hard. And then I think something... And again, the story of Chippendales and the way it began is really interesting. And that subject matter, of course, I find very fascinating and cool. 
Anything in the entertainment industry is fun. Mm. There were cool cast members in it, but they managed to make it so dull and like poorly oh. written and clunkily. Like the whole thing just like didn't. And it was weird because it was the thing. It was like, oh, this scene could be interesting, but it's written so poorly and is. It certainly assumes that the audience is really, really stupid, especially like towards the end when things start getting like dramatic and twisty. Right. And but I think one of the largest things that frustrated me. Because, of course, Chippendales is, like, there's all these, like, male strippers dancing for women is mm. the idea of it. And, like, throughout the entire series, I, only one of the dancers gets any lines. Oh! And it, oh! It that's really, weird. Yes. I figured it would be about the dancers. I wish it were. Because that's where the interesting, like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, Why you that's the subculture this? that I want to be a part Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. It sounds like you've got a real chip on your shoulder about it. I, I do. I've got a Dale on the other one. Hey! hey. Yeah, so I saw that. <laughs> then, then I started watching Minx, which I'm only a bit of the way through, but that's similar. It's like a woman, I think it's all fictional, but a woman starting up like a Naked Man magazine and it being like feminist. Hmm. So that's fun. Like, that's legitimately quite that, that's fun, yeah. That's a cool time. But then I'm also halfway through watching this I I joined Out TV it's like gay oh, yes, Netflix gay, yeah. yes but there's like eight shows on it <laughs> yeah, good, <laughs> because you know, I, wa- I wanted to support the community I was like oh why haven't I given this a go and I found this show and it's called The, the, the Whole Package <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and it's like America's Next Top Model but they're trying to find a model to be a spokesmodel for an underpants company so they have to have the best package <laughs> no it's not about penises but it's just like a bunch of models and they're all these guys that are like <laughs> wearing underpants and doing like modeling challenges and they're trying to like w- win over this like <laughs> so the company is called like Dirty Squirrel but because mm. like the host who's this like very horny sort of like chunky combination of like oh my god like Ricky Lake and the that <laughs> wheelchair bound choreographer from Dance Mums if you smush them together Jesus. and made her really horny she's the host for some reason oh I love that and she's just constantly like mmm oh I like that but oh I am wet wow <laughs> like okie dokie it sounds it's- like you're watching the sort of not the horny amalgamation of two characters hosting but it sounds like you're watching stuff that children watch to figure out if they're gay. A little. It does feel a bit like that. Yeah, yeah, you could have some awakenings during these things. Yeah. But yeah, and the company, like the underwear company that they're like wanting to be the spokesmodel for, um, it's run by these two ex-boyfriends, like these two gay ex-boyfriends. Oh my God. And they sort of like introduced them in the first episode and I just thought it was really funny that they were like, <laughs> okay, here they are. It's like Dan and Wage. They run this company together and the first thing you see them doing is like sitting around this, like, this dining room table together sort of like shuffling paper and the first thing one of them says is like, I'm thinking yellow. <laughs> <laughs> like canary yellow it's like that's what I <laughs> I guess a child would think is it's like running an underpants company you just choose different colours. colours for underpants yeah that adds up no that makes sense I stand by that yeah no so it's interesting I am rooting for Austin and Owen and so to those I, of you watching along <laughs> can't wait to see who wins yeah I'm curious to hear we'll get updates yeah we'll get updates uh, so rating Ra- my- I'm gonna rate my week one canary yellow <laughs> Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it like 18 stars because I think that's how many contestants we started off with <laughs> on the whole package. Shouldn't you give it as many contestants as there are left now out of 18? Oh uh, no, because you said you had that. a depression. And some week. of them, the what? You said you had a depression week. That's a sad week, doll. That is a sad. Sure, sure. But each of those stars tried to get me through it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Hey. Sometimes all you need is a man in underwear. Yeah, and if that doesn't get you there, find an ex-boyfriend and start up an underpants company with him. And just say yellow. Yes. <laughs> That's most of it. That's most of it. It's just suggesting colours and then nodding. Have we tried turquoise? <laughs> turquoise, I'll write Aquamarine. that down. Aqua- oh, that's also good. Yes. Tullamarine? 
Talamarine on the butt. Talamarine on the butt. Do you want to talk about that? I haven't actually rated your week. You said 18 out of. Just 18. 18 18 stars. Okay. Then let's do this. (laughs) What about yellow? Hello, James. Hello, little child. Hello. (laughs) Timid wee one. (laughs) I went to the Butterfly Club. Oh, don't know about it. What is that? It's a little, little club. It's a little club I used to kill butterflies. I, um, yes. Come here. Whack, whack, whack. <laughs> the famous cabaret venue in the city. Yes. I went there with Elizabeth Brennan. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we went there to see Transcendence by Wayne Stellini. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, went inside. Part of the reason I was excited to go is because I saw... Too fast, straight out the gate. Slow it down, brother. <laughs> I'm so excited. No, no, no. Slow it um, down. Part of the reason that I was excited to go and see this show mm. was because Anthony Pontonio is in it. Oh. And he was in, if you remember the show that was about, it's called, it was called The Consequence of Kindness, and it was about when suicide was illegalized. Yes, 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 yes. and they're all running around that house. They're running around the house, yes. and then Anthony played the non-dead twin. Yes, yeah, yes. I do remember that show. Okay, <laughs> yes. great, great. Um, and he was great in that, so, so I was keen to see him in this. Praise Dionysus' comeback. Oh, yes. <laughs> who's, who's the comeback for? Him? It's Anthony's comeback? Like, to, comeback, to, do you to mean, like, show. to a... Uh? To, like, this is the second time we're talking about Anthony on the show. So oh, sure. Their comeback oh, the show. oh, great. Return? The re- yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good because it sounds less like I'm pursuing him and it's more than no, he you, is you do that all the time though. that's how you're friends with Sebastiano <laughs> that's not how that happened that was destiny uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah so we go inside we sit in the very front row because I'm excited of course and because Elizabeth isn't afraid of you know getting spat upon <laughs> she's she does a lot of Shakespeare she does <laughs> yeah that's spit city and yeah so we sit there there's a preset yes ah Yes. Ring the preset bell. Ding, 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 ding. It's been a while. And it has. <laughs> it has. And, um, do you, and what could make this preset even better? Naked men in underwear. Uh, so not naked. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only good television there is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's Anthony. Anthony's the preset. Oh, great. That's exciting. And also, additionally, naturalism on the Butterfly Club oh. stage. You love a bit of naturalism. Was it upstairs or downstairs? Um, up, uh, upstairs. Much easier to do naturalism there. Somewhat. Well, sort yeah. of. But well, I think it... downstairs is so cluttered with pictures and stuff, it has to be sort of a kooky vibe, right? Sure, but I guess you could lean into the kook and go naturalistic sure. down there, I right. suppose. But I just oftentimes find that when I watch... I'm excited by watching, like, naturalistic theatre upstairs at the Butterfly Club because... Mm. I think it, it, it's a fun thing to try to cram in that space. I just think it's fun when you're seeing something that isn't cavalry yeah. in that space. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because it's a, it's a fun effort to have. It's to also make. not often something you you see done there. No, I think I think it is often just the cabaret. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And because it was a naturalistic set, we had all those things that we could be looking at for our beloved things, such oh, as like oh, finding a photo and clasping it to your chest. Yeah, yep. <laughs> or like a real plant. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. They get sprayed by chance. Oh, absolutely. They dust it. Yes. So yep. the closest we got to that was a pamphlet got picked up and scrunched up and thrown away into a bin. Okay. You know, All right. Fine. All right. It's not one of your top five I'm not ringing my bell. I'm no. not ringing my bell. But that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. No. So then, yeah. Then the show starts. Huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Straight in. What was the preset? The preset. Just Anthony sitting on stage? Anthony being great, sitting on his bed. So his bed takes up the right-hand side because we're in Anthony's character's, like, d- teenage bedroom. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's, like, shelves on the left, bed on the right. He's on the bed looking at his computer. Um, and it's great. So we just get to sit there, take it all in, me and Elizabeth being excited. Such fun. Yeah. And then, yeah, so then it started. And then we... Anthony... So much of this show is Anthony playing this teenage boy and somehow... Throughout a lot of it, there's a bunch of time that we just spend watching Anthony be by himself, totally quiet. Oh. 
No, sorry, just <laughs> that wasn't meant to sound like that. He didn't mean ah, to, okay. to meow so skeptically. Mm. Yeah, no, no, interesting. Okay, what's he doing? Is it just him on stage being quiet and oh, sure, also doing reflection? stuff? The show itself opens with him doing some of the most, the most like convincing laughing at a computer actings in the world. Oh, cold open with a laugh. Really, really good. That's great. It's hard to accomplish. Yeah. At home, pause this and try pretending to laugh at Jake, a computer. give us your best laugh. I could. Come on. Okay, <laughs> like a fake one. Sorry, yeah. like a fake one. Yeah, fake laugh. I, oh, see, no, even that, my inside body's like, Jake, don't do you that. You gotta do it. You'll get bullied. <laughs> okay, never mind. I, can you do it? Okay, so I'm at my laptop and yeah. in my bed. Picture it. <laughs> What's made me laugh? Well, you have to work that out, don't okay, you? You're right. the actor. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> that was my laugh. You know Anthony. Oh, God. I'm but I'm sure you'll get there. No, I'm happy to hear it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's achieving things that some of us can only dream of doing. Laughing. Yeah, no, and that was just one instance of it. There was, like, another part where he's, like, looking in the mirror sadly, like, thinking about putting lip gloss on. Um, yeah, there was there was so much, in a really conspicuous way, so much time spent, which I was very grateful for because mm. he's a very, like, fun actor to watch, um, of him just, like, in silence doing interesting stuff. Reflection. Reflection, etc. Great. Yeah. So he's there, and then he's like, dad comes in, like he's like conspicuously muscular dad called <laughs> called Robert. <laughs> Robert. Um, the actor is Michael Robbins. Um, yeah, and I only say that because there is like a whole thing going on of like him having this like dilf energy that one of the characters is really into, oh. and there's a whole like muscular underpants dance sequence. Oh, another mention of underpants. Love emotion. Something's opening in your life. <laughs> yes, I put out into the, into the universe something that is answering with underpants. Underpants. <laughs> underpanted men. That's fun. That is fun. Uh, yeah, so we sort of like get this thing of like, okay, what's happening? And then the dad wants to have a movie marathon with his teenage son. And Aww. it's of course like, yeah, that sounds exactly That's really like, sweet. Oh my God. That's so nice. How old is the character Anthony's playing? What's um, the character's called? Um, William. William. How old is William? Oh, I meant to be. I feel like he's like 16. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, which is super nice. And their, their like relationship, which always like melts me is it's just like a dad and a son and the dad's trying to make a real effort to be nice to his son and try to like be his pal. Mm. And then the son also, and of course when that started happening, I was like, oh, this cunty teenager is going to be a real pushbacky bitch. And yeah. just be like, fuck off dad, I'm cool and you suck. Yeah. But no, it was like huggy and lovely and like, Aww. oh dad, <laughs> isn't oh, it nice sweet. how nice we are to each other? Oh, it takes some turns though. No. But yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not conflict. <laughs> but it's so lovely. Great. And that was just a very, very nice way to begin things. Mm. Um, it also was when I started realizing and it kept it like, it was a thing that I got glimmers of because it's a familiar thing to me and I'm sure it is to you as well. Mm. But got a sense of this that then continued throughout the show is was like, <laughs> the, you know when you, you're watching those shows where the dialogue has this energy to it where it's like people are kind of talking in like reflections and memories and declarations mm. yep. and and like, kind of like like really heavy metaphor it's like that start so it's like if if we were to like a scene like that between us i suppose in some sort of fictional universe would be like oh james look at you sitting there on that couch reminds me of that time when we uh, bought that couch from that old man and then and then we carried it home and you've always had that sort of industrious attitude haven't you you've always then, been a, a real go-getter haven't you <laughs> and it ends with both of us going, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> a bit yes, of that. Yes, I do of, know what you mean. Yeah, yes. people are just very ready to enter into flashback talk. Yeah, great. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's very warm. <laughs> it's a great way to colour in your characters. I like it. It's a good way to colour in it and just provide a lot of like backstory. Yeah. It's like a big briefcase you just slam on the desk. Yes, perfect. <laughs> do yes. it. Open this, you'll understand a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so Anthony swats back this advance in terms of your father closeness. Um, and yeah, so then his pal Ricky comes, played by Kyle Cuthbert, and then later on as well, Ivan Coatesfeld, playing Felicia, also come to sort of like join him in his bedroom to kind of like have a funky slumber party. Oh, that's cute. Um, yeah, it was, oh my God, so nice. Mm. Um, yeah, and then, so <laughs> I want to bring up, so this whole ensemble is really, really fun. Um, when Ivan comes in as Felicia, the second of the friends to arrive, and sort of like done up, seems to sort of like be kind of a trans-identifying individual yeah, named Felicia. Mm. And uh, one of my favourite moments in the piece was them, it, it was clear like there was supposed to be an effort to sort of like get Felicia up through like the upstairs window into their house, but all they had oh, to play... Oh, they sneaking in. Sneaking in. Okay, right, Because right. they didn't want the dad to see Felicia because the dad has some sort of anti-trans oh, tendencies. okay, okay. Ominous. Conflict. Yes. Yeah. And so, but one of my favourite parts of the show was them having to kind of convey how difficult it is to get inside an upstairs window just by <laughs> getting Ivan up onto the Butterfly Club stage. Oh, that's <laughs> And they nailed it. That's it great. Like, it was so clunky and difficult Terrific. and yanky and groany. It was like, they've done it. <laughs> great. This is the height of theatre. It's like I was there. That's naturalism. That's naturalism. Um, Ivan's characterization and Wayne's writing of Felicia was cool in the way, like, once he arrived, it was that type of sort of, like, catty, <laughs> sort of, like, bully villain. <laughs> it's just oh. kind of, like, wonderful in the way of, like, it kind of makes you understand why a person would gravitate towards being that type of person in the way that it's like, it seems really fun mm. to be one of those like serpent people that is just kind of like a, you dumb fat cunt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Instead of having any sort of real contribution to a conversation, just did, to cut did, people down. Do you think the work sort of, because those sorts of people, did the work sort of explain why you would want to be friends with that person? That always confuses me as well. Yeah. But I think a theme of the whole work and I suppose a thing that maybe underpins these types of friendships, um, because I've had my own version of this in my life, but yes. I guess I've never had one. I've apologised like... for that. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I think the three characters are quite... They're trying to work out who they are. They're trying mm. to like find themselves and they're trying to sort of help each other find themselves with each other while none of them really have the answers. Um, and it's even the thing, too, of like Ricky and Felicia, like the two people that aren't the ones being played by Anthony. So yep. it's like Kyle and Ivan's characters met at conversion camp. Like the, the sort of like oh, sure. unspoken conversion therapy thing that they were sent to. Okay. So that's kind of where they bond. Like this, there's some sort of like trauma bond happening there in terms of that's where they found each other and now they are close. That may, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just think it's fun when you see one of these characters that somehow, like sometimes feels <laughs> not needless, but kind of like a flourish that is always so fun and energizing. We're talking about Freckle. We're talking about, sure. We're talking about Freckle. No. I think that is the quintessential version of that character that I, I know exactly what you mean. Sure. Sure. From the gay and wondrous life of Caleb Gallagher. That's the one, yes. Sure, yes. Yeah. Um, Obsessed. Yeah. There's a dance sequence. <laughs> yes. Which is long and perfect. <laughs> Love it. What's on yes. the dance? Who's in it? Um, How dressed are they? Uh, all dressed in gold outfits and kind of has a... Saying Dreamgirls feels lazy, but I'd say if, like, if Dreamgirls... But, like, Star Rena played Diana Ross. Oh. <laughs> and, of course, Diana Ross being inserted in for whatever Beyonce's character's name is. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> is but, everyone with me? These three uh, things are amalgamating to explain with, a scene I, from I'm Transcendence. With I'm with you so far. <laughs> yeah, but it was great. And that's when I also realised what I remembered Kyle from, because he was in that PTV musical. Oh, yes, the PTV I'll... musical. Yeah, do you remember that? No, I do, yes. Oh, they good. were trying to get you to touch on as a preset. Yes, yes. thank yes. you for remembering how terrified I was. Yes, I remember. Yes. <laughs> I listen, I listen. <laughs> you do. Uh, yeah, and guess I was like, why? Oh my! Because when he first came out, I was like, "Okay, I recognise this guy. He mm. seems great." And then he started dancing, and I was like, "Of course, I recognise those moves." Yes, it's Kyle. Kyle's fantastic. Oh, great! Right. Um, Another yeah. 
another return to the Praise Dionysus podcast. I'll praise him, yes. Yeah, we're trying to get it trending. Yeah. <laughs> and a marketing team's really up our ass. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, it's, it then comes to be like this thing of Anthony is exploring this a sense of like this, in a way that's kind of like left to kind of be rather sort of implicit and vague. Um, kind of has begun exploring, trying to come to understand some something inside of him that is desirous to explore like a trans side of who he is. Sorry, that was Why just a making... lot of words to go on that journey. I'm sorry. Can, you, can you try that again? I could, he, William thinks he might be trans. That's there we I go. guess. It's right. like what I say, like it seems very complicated and I'm not a trans person, so I don't mm. know what the correct language is for what this journey might be. Yeah. Like, cause William not, might not be a trans person, but he wants to explore something inside of him that is pulling him in a direction like that. Something yeah. to do with his gender and the way that he wants to be perceived and wants to seem. Yeah. Or something. You know? And and because he's exploring that, his father has spotted it and wants to send him to this, like, unofficial conversion oh, camp. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So it's that whole thing. Um, but yeah, but that, of course, comes to a head towards the end where, like, the, the, the son and the dad have a very, like, heated conflict yell thing. Mm. And it was, it was, like, great in the way that it was, like, of course it's familiar territory when it comes to these things, especially after, I don't know, the, the number of, like, gay conversion therapy camp conversations and movies and television that I've certainly watched myself. Yes. It's like a lot of these conversations can start to feel like familiar and it's like, yes, of course, like this is the side that we should be on, blah, 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 blah. But what was a credit to like the writing and the performances and especially with this conflict happening between a father and a son that seemed to very genuinely love each other a lot, um, it did feel for, or at least me, it, like it added, it, it, it lurked a bit more in the gray area than usual in terms of like, you, the, 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 there was things that like the dad and the son both said that pulled you much more rigorously in either direction. Not that at any point I was going to come out being like, yay, conversion therapy. But it was like, it, it more so than typically with these types of conflicts permitted me to, or at least encouraged me to explore the side of the argument that the father was presenting. To put his one. shoes on. To put his shoes on. To put yourself on. in his shoes. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry for and my to, and to dumb under- analogy. No, no. Yeah. And to, to understand why a very loving parent would do that sort of thing to their child. Yeah. You know? God. Which is, you know, that's good theatre, isn't That's good theatre. That's good theatre. Mm. That's, yeah, because you're right. You don't often see those sides of those arguments represented in anything. Because mm. I think we can all agree that conversion therapy is bad. So you just don't want to represent any argument for it. Mm-hmm. But they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. They have to come from places of love. Sometimes. Sometimes. Oof, that's scary. Yeah. That sounds very, that sounds like a very engaging work. Yeah. It was cool. It was fun. It was great. Mm. It was nice being so close to it. It was nice to see this really strong collection of actors working together. Mm. Um, and it was also just like, it was like fun and like, yeah, it had so much dancing and costume stuff going on. Uh, yeah. And it was, and for those reasons, it like, it had a lot of the things that I enjoy about the things that feel very quintessentially Midsummer. Like I've been to so many Midsummer shows in my stupid life yes. and the ones that make me really like happy and make me one of the times, the times when I'm like, yay, Midsummer, I love when it feels like this. One of the things is when I feel like I did in this show in parts where it's like, oh, this is goofy. This is sweet. This means something. And it's like, I don't know, just kind of like lovely. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. And I think too, because when I first sort of like got into seeing Midsummer shows, I was very young and wanted to find a place where gayness didn't feel like it was just like isolating and terrifying and miserable. Oh yeah. And it felt more like there were jokes to be told and there were like funny people to be around and I don't know. And somehow this show tapped into the jokiness and also like the childishness Mm. and the, especially with it being a story about young people dealing with these sorts of things. It just reminded me of those feelings as well. Yeah, I guess it's always 
reassuring and nice to sort of see people tell these stories and think I'm not the only one for sure yeah that's what Midsummer's all about baby Mm -hmm. Um, so do you it's up to you you can either decide do you have anything to say in terms of like conversion therapy media or DILFs my brain (laughs) my brain goes towards DILFs Uh go ahead (laughs) I found myself becoming more attracted to older men in the past few years okay and it's the sort of thing that I never thought would happen. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're young and you're like, you're 20 and you're like, oh. Why would I kiss a 60-year-old? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, and now I look at like 20-year-olds and I I think no. I think absolutely you not. You think sex crime. I, th- I, th- I think sex That's crime. That's a little boy. <laughs> and I look at like a 50-year-old man, I think, yeah, good. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. Oh. Depending on the man, of course. I'm not sure. just looking at older men and thinking, yep, you're, you're north of 40. Oh, sure. Hop but in. Not, but it isn't just a matter of like, it's either Joe Manganiello or nobody. It's like, in my head, he's 50. Is he 50? Who's Joe Manganiello? Joe Manganiello, wasn't he in like, he was in the, was it the Vampire Diaries? And then he was in Magic Mike 1 and 2, hopefully 3. I'm thinking about Pedro Pascal. Oh, is he 50? He's, Ish. like, I think he's like 40s. Sure. Well, he's not a twink, is he? He's not a twink. Sure. He's a dilf. He's what are a your ch- thoughts on dilfs? <laughs> is that the extent of your dilf thoughts? I'm curious. I want to hear your thoughts on dilfs. We can continue this conversation. Sure. No, I think I'm. I, I, I haven't walked into that field of myself. As You're stuck in the twinks. I'm not stuck in the twinks. No, it's I. No, I. No, I find it difficult to really be that sort of that style of attracted to many people. I think. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You know. Um, if we're talking about wanting to have sex with people, yeah, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Well, I guess, I means, guess any well, it's built into dill, yes, isn't it? Like the they, F doesn't Dad, stand I'd for like to fun. friend. You know, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's fuck. Yeah, no, I, no, I don't think. Like I'm, I'm not. It, there's nothing in me that has like this ageist thing of like, gross. You're old. So like seeing this man on stage, as you say, in, was he in his underpants at some point for the dance number? Did that make you go ooh ah ah? I'm not gonna talk about whether or not I was attracted to Michael Robbins. Can I see? <laughs> let me see. Oh yeah, here's a photo of Michael Robbins. He's a handsome man. Of course he's handsome. Yeah. No, they're all beautiful. Um. Yeah. No. But no. I. I guess. Even hearing you now, this is this feels like it's sparking something in your brain. Well, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking about what makes you attracted to people, which is, of course, a complicated thing. Yeah, let's just sum it up in a sentence but or two. But, like, I don't know. Maybe it's a... Mm, I think, at least for me, largely when it comes to, like, wanting to have sex with a person, like, there's so much emotion connected to it as well. So, like, yeah. maybe if I had, like, a really, like, profound emotional... Not even profound. A substantial... Substantial. A connection emotionally to an older person... That felt. I think an issue for me is like I would struggle to feel like a peer of those people, and I sure. don't think I, I I wouldn't want to feel like a young idiot while I was like attempting to. I don't think you could ever feel like an idiot. I think You're I constantly feel like an idiot. You shouldn't though. You're very smart. Well, that's very kind, but I feel pretty stupid, and I just don't think I could enter into that imbalance and be comfortable sure. enough in it. It does make you feel on the back foot in terms of just lived experience. Which I guess I've heard people talk, for some reason, quite recently, talking about how they enjoy, like, learning stuff from them. And there's, like, younger men having sex with older men. Yeah. Like, they enjoy being, like, that type of taken care of. And, uh, oh, sure. And, yeah, and, that, that's and, a huge and, part of it. Yeah, like, yeah. the sexual undertaking being one of, like, oh, I can be a bit foolish and you can sort of lead the way. Whereas, like, sure. I just don't... That's not what I would want. No, I don't no. want sex to be like that. I wouldn't like to be like, I'm a baby at, like, 27 with a 50-year-old man. So know? what are you doing? You're, what? I don't know. Kicking I think... your way into a suburban house. <laughs> saying, divorce your wife. <laughs> Choose Mother's me. home. <laughs> no, I think more like... <laughs> Honey, why did that man kick in our door in your mama's home? <laughs> I have something oh, to tell you. <laughs> um, no, I think... I, I just think more conversations I've had recently with older people have been more engaging. I think... Oh, so you're becoming one of them. I think... I definitely think I'm getting excited for 30. Okay. I'm I'm not there yet, guys, but I'm excited for it. I'm ready for my 30s because I'm ready for an older crowd. 
What does that mean? I think I'm just ready to be around more people who are in their 30s to 40s. Okay. And you can't be in those crowds currently? No, I can. I just, I just, I don't think that'll, like, there's no way I can do that very easily without being like, here's a group of old people. I'm going to hang around you. You know, that's what it sounds like if I tried to do it now. Okay. So I'm ready to just age into that normally. Oh, great. And I'm ready to restart my life in my 30s because I think I've fumbled my 20s. Okay, great. Yeah. That's, that's my thought on that. That's my thought on DILFs. Okay. Do you like that? Do you want to talk about conversion therapy or do you want to talk about more theatre? No, because I think after talking all of, all of that about DILFs, if we try to talk about conversion therapy now, I just start recommending people watch But I'm a Cheerleader. And that's not interesting gay conversation. I've never seen But I'm a Cheerleader. It's a, oh, Natasha Leon is like a lesbian cheerleader and she oh. gets shipped off to a conversion oh. camp and it's like her and a bunch of lesbians and then it's like a bunch of gay guys and they live in this like pink and blue house together and it's run by one of the witches from when Casper meets Wendy. And <laughs> it's really fantastic. Right, it sounds great. Yeah. I like the colour scheme. Yeah, it's a great colour scheme. That's the thing. It's all very... Oh, and it's got, like, the sister from Ever After in it. Like, the sister that isn't Marguerite. <laughs> yeah, again, no, no. I've got no frames of reference. That's fine. But yeah, watch that. Transcendence. Transcendence. Cool time. Cool time. Hi, Jake. Hello. Uh, I went to the circus. <laughs> I ran away. I finally did it. You ran away to the circus. I ran away to the circus. Yeah? Yeah. What were you hoping to find there? Myself. Oh, God. <laughs> and I found so much more. Um, so went to the circus. Went yes. to um, the Gasworks Art Park. Yes. Um, out, out the front of Gasworks Theatre. Yes. Um, and we went there. <laughs> yep. Have I'm you ever told a story before? <laughs> I'm running out of steam immediately. Uh, so Flynn and I... My partner? Yes. Uh, we went on a tram. Uh-huh. And we trammed on down. Had a drink by the beach, which was quite nice, because it's just on, it's just near St. Gilda Beach. Are you telling this story backwards on purpose? No, I'm just trying to remember what I did beforehand to sort of build myself. <laughs> got there. Got to Gasworks. Okay, after was, drinking on after the beach. After drinking on the beach, which was lovely. Yes. Uh, and ran into Henry. Which one? My friend Henry, who... <laughs> we all get one. We all get one Henry. No, my friend Henry, who I used to live with in like my first ever house. Oh, Henry handsome Henry. Henry. Yes. Gorgeous, um, handsome Henry. Um, he was there with a friend. So we sort of ran into them, which was so lovely, and ended up catching up with them on our way, walking across the dog park. I did not, <laughs> I did not realise this was going to be an outdoor circus. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to be an indoor circus. No issues. That's a funny thing to say to somebody at a really dramatic barbecue. I didn't realise this was going to be an outdoor circus. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> then you that throw your good. martini at the barbecue. Oh. Yeah, right? You wouldn't waste a martini like that. And you'd ruin all the sausages. Or make them better. Ooh, oh, martini sausages. But I'm thinking about the, the, the shards of glass that it would likely lead. Oh, if you I just only throw the plastic. liquid. Just throw the liquid of the martini onto the barbecue. I only drink out of plastic. You only drink out of plastic. You need those microplastics. I don't let glass touch these lips. Uh, so, sauntered across the... Plodded across the dog park. That's more there accurate. There we go. Yes. Uh, forgot to pack any antihistamines, so I was quite upset. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Um, went to the bar. Got a drink. Sat on down. It's like one of those full-on operations. They've set up the full stage. It's like got a huge... Like, rigging above it. Okay. It's like, it's a heavy-duty situation they've got set up for this. Okay. Um, we sit on down. The show starts. Oh. And it's Tash York. Now, Tash York was at Midsummer Extravaganza, which I mentioned on an episode recently. Yes. She came on with Dolly Diamond. Yes, because who hosted it? Uh, Queen Kong and Joel Creasy. Joel Creasy. Joel yes. Creasy. <laughs> um, He's a poet. He's a poet. <laughs> apparently. Uh, and so, out comes Tash York, who is just... 
I have never really seen Tash York do anything, but she must have been around, like... <laughs> no, keep going. What's that laugh, <laughs> Just, I've never seen her do anything. <laughs> I've never seen her do a thing. So this is very unlikely. Barely lifts a finger. Uh, no, I've never seen her, like, perform or anything, but she has... She must... She must perform a lot, because she's very good. <laughs> That's I'm, a well put compliment. Why I'm yeah. talking like this today? <laughs> meep, 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 <laughs> meep um, went to circus. <laughs> no, so she was emceeing the whole event. Right, and she's she's so confident with a crowd. She's so easy to watch, and she's so fabulous at just being like this glitzy drag queen star. Oh, so Tash York is a drag queen. Tash York is a yeah. She's a drag performer. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so so she comes on and she just starts out with. One of the things she does throughout the evening is she she improvs an entire song. So she'll go to an audience member and be like, I need you to tell me three things. Tell me, like, what you do for a living, what your favourite food is, and what your name is, and gets a few details. And then she uses those to make a song. Mm-hmm. And so she did that multiple times throughout the evening. So I'm just going to let that simmer away. Okay. Um, Does it culminate in one song, or there's a, uh, there's a like song she, each I think time? she did it three times. With the three, three individual songs? songs with oh, three cool. different people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just, um... Why are you pausing so much? I don't know why I'm pausing so much. Does she do it on the piano? How does she perform it? No, there's a backing track. Oh. There's a very good backing track, and okay. she's sort of like <laughs> running in and out of the audience. Great. So, Tash York comes on, mm-hmm. she introduces, and then it just proceeds to be... What's it called? It's called Hot Summer Nights. Hot Summer Nights. Did I not say that at the start? I can't remember. Hot <laughs> Summer Nights, everyone. Hot Summer Nights. It wasn't actually a hot night. <laughs> <laughs> My first critique was not that hot. It was... It was it was war- warm. It was a warm summer night. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. Tell you what. Some it- nights are hot. I'll tell you, nights with a with a K. This is medieval comedy. <laughs> this is real good. Yeah. This is real. Some good. nights are hot. You got more? No. Okay. <laughs> Just the one joke. It's a good set. Um, there are some sexy people in the circus. <laughs> it's where they keep them. Oh, if they see a hottie, Jake, they catch you in their circus net. There are some sexy people at the circus. <laughs> you, just, you can't just objectify a bunch of acrobats. It's called Hot Summer Nights. It's an 18 plus <laughs> event. I'm allowed to objectify some of these acrobats. I love watching a creep justify these oh, things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they told me I could get horny, so <laughs> I did. They <laughs> let me. me up. They should have stopped me if they didn't want me to. Um, that's, let's not go down that one. Um, so I'll just list some of the... Okay, go. I'll list a few of the performers and what they did. Great. <laughs> as a circus trick, as a circus or to you mentally? Circus trick. Circus trick. We can't let this get too steamy, Mama. Oh my god. Uh, so uh, Tro is an aerialist. Uh, those of you who know Art Simone, they they lived with each other and they work with each other. Like just that's the sort of caliber Tro is at of performance. Okay. Um, they're a fabulous um, aerialist performers. Aerialist performer, also contortionist. Oh, which was terrifying. Have you? Do you? What do you think of people who can do contortion? I'm scared of them. I'm scared of them. <laughs> I worry about their organs sloshing around. I'm worried that their bones are going to break. Yes. Yeah. Um. So the first first number Tro came on and did was like a a hoop aerialist spinning. You know when people just get in the hoop and they just spin around, <laughs> and then they got the ribbons and they hang on the ribbons and they spin around like on pink, like pink. <laughs> God, Pink's good. Have you heard a new song? I did hear it. I like it. Yeah? He's taking a leaf out of Robin's notebook and I think it's great. I just wanted to go back to being fun as opposed to just producing music that sounds like it'd be fun to swing around on some circus tissue too. But, okay, yeah, that's a good point. But that would be very fun to watch us twirl around to. I wanted to go, absolutely. I wanted to go back to when she was doing like, Trouble. 
I wanted to go back to when sure. she was doing like family portraits. Fun house. Fun house. Mm, that was good. Yes, go that back and like good. you know polish up stupid some fun girls. House. I like the way that stupid girls exists because there is for some reason it seemed like there was a real spate of people going to pink stupid girls and interrogating how anti-feminist the content was. Yes. But I think that in itself is like a credit to the fact of like it's important to have these media relics to look back on and be like this was the attitude this of the time. Changed. Like we are all looking at Paris Hilton and collectively going what a dumb bitch. Yeah. That's and what it's we like, thought. how horrendous is it that that's how we were being? We love you, Paris. If you're listening, we love you. Oh my God, yeah. Um, right in. But yeah, no. So I just think it's interesting. So yeah, it did make me think of Pink, a lot of these performers. because <laughs> No, just because of the circus tricks. Sure. Yeah. I wonder how the circus community feels about Pink. Is she an imposter or is she a hero? I mean, some she's option. done the fucking work. Sure. Like, like I think <laughs> you've got to respect someone who does the performance. Do you think of the Pink for not to keep getting no, so no, we're, we're turning this into I a I guess Pink you are a Pink fan. Do you wish that she would focus less on circus and more on music? <laughs> I think if I lived somewhere where I could see Pink perform regularly, I wouldn't care, but I'd want her to focus more on music. Okay. Because I want to hear her. Yeah. I love... Oh, I've lost my poster of Pink. I had a really good Pink poster. <laughs> it's gone now. That's all right. Um, <laughs> I just remembered that and it made me sad for a second. So, Tro. We got Tro. Yeah. Um, we got... Uh, Jared Dewey as well, who's also a pole and aerial performer. Okay. Um, now, I've fo- followed Jared on Instagram for years. Okay. Because they do these fabulous makeup looks that are just so stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I went along, I, along and saw the show, I, I recognised his face. And it wasn't until after that I realised, oh, it's this person that I've sort of watched for years. <laughs> from my from, tower. From, from behind a curtain. Um, Ooh, that's a fabulous and look. Then, Jake, I, look, I know I get caught up on saying things are sexy. Like, <laughs> you want to watch someone do a sexy performance? Um, Jared is also a part of Yummy. You know, you, you know that cabaret group Yummy that do like queer cabaret and circus adjacent. It's been explained to me before. Yeah. Yeah. So Jared is one of those performers okay. and has been for a while. Uh-huh. Um, like they just know there is something about the confidence of a performer who is uh, like con- like conventionally attractive, beautiful body hair is just well like gorgeously done and then on top of all that they've got the confidence of like they know how to smile right they know exactly (laughs) when to look in what direction it just it all comes together to create something particularly sexually magical (laughs) that just it is something like Flynn and I were both sitting there just going like we need to rethink a few things about everything that's great. What I especially enjoyed about your very well put description of this person is that you could boil everything down to he's pretty hot. Well, that's pretty yeah. hot and pretty talented. Um, <laughs> have you seen a performance that has just made you filled you with sexual magic? Ew! What <laughs> sexual magic? Alakazam! Jared did. I'm Jared did that come. to me. Jared did that to me. Sexual <laughs> magic. What do you, do you, are you just using sexual magic as a stand-in term for horny? <laughs> uh, I guess horny, but in a way that because. I could have gone and watched, like, like a sexy man do anything, you know? Like, <laughs> and I would have been horny. That's fine. Sure. But this was, like, sexy coupled with just years and years and years of skill mm-hmm. and, like, uh, control over his body that I can't fathom. Huh. Like, like it, was, it was real. Like, it felt like something... It felt like we were watching something ritualistic and magical and sexual. Like, oh, it was all goodness. these things. Okay. Have I had that experience before? No, maybe, maybe not that exact experience. <laughs> maybe you had something that you would you would consider like not necessarily a sexual awakening, but like a a moment where you go, "Wow, sex," <laughs> <laughs> and also skill. 
No, I don't think so. I don't I'm think... telling you. But I think... I don't think... Like, I've had the thing where it's like, no, because I think and maybe this comes back to almost part of our Dilf conversation mm. of... This is a very horny episode. It really is. <laughs> um... No, I think I've definitely, of course, had the experience of, like, finding someone to be, like, so, like, beautiful and entrancing and just, like, yeah, something that's more akin to, like, a version of what, like, the beginnings of love feels like, I suppose. Like, I've been overwhelmed by those experiences before. Not many times, Mm. but a couple times, that sort of feeling. Because, I guess with me, that happens before sex does in my brain. I think. Yeah, mostly I just, I register things as, like, I can see why this is sexual to people. Not to sound like a robot. No, no, that's <laughs> like, fine. I get why this is really sexy, but I think unless I... Re- like, maybe I could have that experience if, like, I... Maybe if this acrobat or something <laughs> did whatever his performance was later on in After a play. Wind and no, no. <laughs> like, maybe if, like, the first half of the circus or whatever I was watching was, mm. like, a play or something. Yeah, And okay. that's the time I spent being like, oh, what an enchanting, beautiful, like great guy and yep. then he did this sexy circus thing later then maybe I could be like wowza my sure. <laughs> sure I have seen like videos of Jared's other performances he's done in the past and there are some which involve a lot more theatricality and like character to it so mm-hmm. maybe maybe you could sure I guess Gods was pretty close like that was kind of like sexy yeah. and nice that was good <laughs> All right. that's the closest thing I have an an- and to an answer and to understanding your experience so Jared if you get a chance to see Yummy, I, I, I haven't actually seen you. Are you talking to me or are you talking to Jared? I'm talking to everyone. Okay. If you get a chance to see this show, I think it's done. But if you get a chance to see any show that Jared Dewey is in, I recommend it. James is suggesting you seek out Sexy Circus Absolutely. Folk. <laughs> Always seek out Sexy Focus. I love Sexy Circus. Anywho, I think that's coming across. Gotta move on. Rocky Stone. Okay. Is another... Okay, so Rocky Stone comes out. She's got like this... like. Sick, like little sexy leotard on, and he's one of the most ripped. I can't say leotard. <laughs> Jake, go on. <laughs> one of the most ripped people I have ever seen in my life. A oh, golly! Like okay. every inch of her was just, just like heaving with muscles. Okay. <laughs> and does this unbelievable routine? I was when I tell you this routine that she did. I was like, I felt like I'd been transported back into like the eighteen hundreds, and I was like some wide-eyed child going to see P.T. Barnum's show and I was just there going like, oh, oh surely not! <laughs> like, like I felt that. People were turning around to look at me because I was making that much noise. Oh, people love you at a show. Oh, they love me at a show. <laughs> I guess you want that at a circus, especially in an outdoor oh, circus. absolutely. You're not hooting and hollering. the party. Yes, and um, you were overwhelmingly horned up. So <laughs> horny and scared. It's a great combo. <laughs> so the, the, first, the first act that she comes on and does is like this. She gets up. Stack, it's like the classic stacking chairs and balancing the chairs on their point, like finding the center of their gravity. And Terrifying. Bal- yep. yep. But then on top of that, nah. like she balances one of them on the two legs mm. and then balances one chair upside down on top of that chair. Okay. She does that with four chairs. Oh, no. <laughs> the bottom chair isn't sitting on the table. Nah. The four legs are on four glass bottles. Oh. So it goes glass bottles, one chair balancing on them, Three chairs stacked diagonally on top of that chair. Uh-huh. And then Rocky climbs to the top of all these chairs. Don't do that. And does like a leg splits. And it was just... That's a foolish place to do leg splits. Uh, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Yes. And the whole time I was there gasping and like audibly concerned. Mm. But it was just one of those things where you just, you see it and you think, again, how 
have we evolved as a species where people can actually now just like do that? Mm. They can just <laughs> climb to the top of four chairs on bottles. It was the goal of evolution. And then they knocked one of the glass bottles out. No! <laughs> How did that did that bring everything to top? No, down? because Rocky cantilevered her entire body so that her weight was on top of the one of the other three bottles. She's a witch. A witch. <laughs> I, I I couldn't. I, I that's scary because with the, especially because that chair thing, that stacky chair thing. Yeah. I just All I think about, especially when I was watching Gods, they did a similar chair thing. Yep. And I just spent the whole thing worrying that he's gonna fall down and these chairs are gonna go spraying out and conquer me in the face. So your concern was for yourself. <laughs> no, of course. First, uh, it is for the circus person, but they have opted into this risk. Sure. <laughs> I am signed away. I'm an innocent fool. You are an innocent being fool. Being bonked in the face with a chair. Well, no one got bonked in the face with a chair this time. <laughs> Lucky crowd. Lucky crowd. <laughs> so um, that was Rocky Stone. Unbelievable. Valerie Hex, who I am... I'm obsessed with Valerie Hex. Valerie Hex is a <laughs> Melbourne-based drag queen who's, yeah. who's done shows here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, I'd never actually gotten to see her perform mm-hmm. um, in, in person. And had the campest little number dressed as a tram, but like it was an interpretation of a tram. Like she would, her outfit was covered in that horrible seat pattern. Like the yes. blue... Yep. And then on her arms were like... On each arm were like two of those little holding green things you can like hold onto that dangle from the roof. For when you're standing on the tram. Yeah, exactly. Great. And so that was the first number. It was like a camp little ring, ring with the trolley. Oh, yes. Yeah, yep. So that was very cute. It mm-hmm. was a very quintessential drag number. And then <laughs> she did like a straight faced magic act. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that nonsense is out of the way. No, no, no. <laughs> like, like, uh, like wizard, like, like rabbit out of the hat, ribbons out of the sleeve. Like just... Like little, 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 um, what's the word? Doves. Doves. <laughs> Is it doves? That may have been doves. Um, <laughs> I was fairly drunk. Um, but it, it was, and so that was just, when, what do you think about magic shows? <laughs> I don't often. No. Uh, magic shows, I'm of course open to them. <laughs> As someone that cares a lot about witchcraft, mm-hmm. I'm open to magic shows. I think the energy of them forces me out. Sure. Because it's a bit too... I'm yep. going to trick you. I don't... I love it when a magic show is like someone who is like far too tanned. <laughs> like someone who is wearing like lilac velour. Someone who is like obviously been to New- like Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, and that's the sort of energy of this magic show that See, Valerie did. That sounds fun. Yeah. I think I'm now realizing that it's partially the enthusiasm that makes me resent magic. <laughs> ah. I, if you could promise me a real miserable magician, <laughs> maybe I could get around that experience. I'm sure we could find someone for you. Puddles the Clown is quite good. Sure. Yeah, anything that's like, wow! It's like, I have never felt like that. Sure, I, 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 I see what you mean. But there's something about like a drag queen doing that that justifies it. Oh, sure, this sounds great. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was Valerie Hex. Uh-huh. Um, Luke, Luke Taylor. Luke Taylor. Luke Taylor did this routine that was so simple but blew my mind. Uh-huh. Have you seen these people who have like they have three blocks, <laughs> like three wooden blocks, uh-huh. and they like have two in each, one in each hand, and they juggle the third one, and they juggle the third one and catch it between the other two, like to make sure. it a line. Okay. And then they throw it up in the air and they catch it again and uh-huh. they do it behind their back. Oh god. And they do it with like two more blocks. Oh three, my god. Like like it was. And they just keep blocking up. And they just keep blocking up. And then there's like one... I, I cannot physically... like I can't describe to you what he did with these blocks. Because <laughs> I was escorted about, out midway through the performance. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd have like a block in one hand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'm going to try, people. Just try and listen along with me. Play the game. And don't act as if people don't enjoy hearing juggling vividly explained. <laughs> it's not juggling. This isn't juggling. Okay. So it's fine. Uh-huh. So he's got a block in one hand. Yep. He 
makes the movement as if he's about to sort of like throw a baseball. You know, okay. like he reaches back and then looks as if he's about to throw it, but doesn't let it go. Oh. So he reaches down, grabs a block, puts it on the other block in his hand mm-hmm. as he's leaning back. Let's go. And then slides it forward and the gravity holds it in place. Uh-huh. And he does that the first time. It's okay, sure. Second time, it's a bit impressive. Uh-huh. And then he just keeps going and stacks up probably like 10 of these blocks mm. that he's just letting go. And they're just, he's just, it's, it felt like genuine magic. Like the things, yeah. they felt like real, sure. like telekinetic. Why are those blocks not falling down? Uh-huh. <laughs> My brain didn't keep up. Okay. Um, so, Luke, A+. Plus. <laughs> you fooled me. You fooled me. You got me. Um, that was another moment I was making a lot of noise and people kept turning around to look at me. So, um, and people didn't have rage in their eyes, did Luke they? and Rocky. No, they were more like, oh, isn't this fun? <laughs> that little fool is being tricked by the block what man. dumb idiot. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, so Rocky and Luke, shout out, because you were the ones that maybe make the most noise. Oh, good. <laughs> mm. How do you, what do you think of that? Do you like that? That's as great. As you need to find a term for that sort of like screamer that meter. That you're... Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> the screamer meter. Um, and flip. As, so flip was also flip was a roller skater. Okay. What are your thoughts on roller skates? Because they scare me. Scott, yeah, roller skates. I'm frightened of them. There's a whimsy to them. They make me think of like a, a time period I did not live through. They make me think of Starlight Express. Make me think of, of Starlight Express as well. Um, no, it's sweet. Yeah, I think there was a period where I thought it'd be really fun to be like a roller skating waiter or something. Sure. I mm. nearly took up roller skating during lockdown. Oh, oh! A few people did. Lots, lots of people did. Yes. Yeah. I wish I, I do. Still wish I did. But I, I think didn't. that almost somehow occupies the same place as magic tricks in terms of like this enthusiasm. merriment. Yes, this enthusiasm that you have. I again, I'd watch a depressed roller skater, but even then, I feel like they'd be like a class trader. It's like you're not sad. You're on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be sad on wheels. Yes, that's the rule. <laughs> so flip. Moving on. Flip and, <laughs> Flip and Luke supported each other in the rack. So Flip was Flip there. and Luke. Flip and oh, that's good. It's not real. That's good. <laughs> um, so when Luke was doing his block trick, Flip mm. would pass him the blocks and help him out. And then Flip did this sort of like workout routine video, taking Luke through. And there was something about watching Flip on full roller skates doing this routine with Luke, who was not on roller skates, uh-huh. and sort of like teaching him this routine while he's not on roller skates. So obviously the the act is Flip just doing. Insane flips. Okay. Oh, you like that one? <laughs> like insane tricks with roller skates that I just cannot describe and I will not try because I think I failed with the Luke throwing the. No, no, no. <laughs> I think everyone at home vividly has the same idea of what that block trick looked like. Right in. Let me know if you want me to keep going. Um, so that was. So the whole. It was just. It felt lavish. Ooh. It felt luxurious. The whole show. The did. whole show. Because it was just. How lucky are we mm. that we can go to a dog park? <laughs> End of sentence. (laughs) (laughs) While it's not very hot. (laughs) Yeah. Drink our wine and just watch these incredibly talented, clearly well-trained performers, circus people, Mm -hmm. just do their thing and then just walk away and go home and go to sleep. Like, I just think that's magical. Yeah. Um, Compared to another time in the distant past where that sort of thing was no, I think law. I think it's even more magical just because it is something that people have been doing for so long and it sure. doesn't really change. Circus is just, it's always circus. Mm-hmm. Like, at the circus that I saw then wouldn't have been very different to a circus, like, I don't know, 200 years ago? When was circus? <laughs> Take a thing? step. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> um, and I just think that's kind of magical. I think that's, that's sort of, I've always been drawn more so than you are to the sort of circus culture. Not yes. that I'm involved in it. No. But it's something that I've always had a lot more patience for. But once they bring back those freak shows, that's your ticket in. <laughs> Never enough! <laughs> um, it's my ticket in. I just, that clicked. Thank you. Um, 
Tash York singing the songs. I want to shout out to Tash for doing a fabulous form of audience participation, mm-hmm. which is minimal. And yes, and leaving Jake alone. And leaving Jake alone. <laughs> oh god, the three times she went into the audience to find someone to get to sing, mm. I was head down because I'd been loud the whole time. So I was like, oh god, she's gonna be like, he's having a good time, get him up and sing. No. Although she was making people sing. So she was singling people out to give them words. The third one, she was mm. like, I'm gonna gonna get you to do the song this time. Oh god. So she found someone else, front row, wasn't me, thank god. Mm. Um, but the way she did it was, he still listed like the three or four words that she would work into the song. And then she would sort of sing the song, and then when it got to the time for that word, it was really obvious she'd give him the microphone. Okay. And so all he had to do was like say that word, and he sort of whispered it in a sultry way. Oh, and I think that's a fun way to get people to sort of engage in a bit of audience participation that isn't stressful. Sure. What is stressful is getting them up on stage mm-hmm. and making them dance with you, which she then did to two other people in the audience. Oh, good God. Um, and, which was fun, and they were okay. having a good time, but if it had happened to me... Yes. Over. But it wasn't a full-blown princess truffles, was <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a Princess Truffles conga line. God, that sounds good. God, I want to be a part of a Princess Truffles conga line. It was a Tash York beautiful cabaret feather dance moment. Lovely. Not a Princess Truffles conga line. Um, yeah, Hot Summer Nights. I love circus. Hey, James. Hello. Hello. So Domenica Garrett directed a show that Darby James wrote. So I heard. Yes. <laughs> I'm in the loop. Um, it happened to the MC showroom. You've been there before. Yes, there's a hole in the roof. There's a hole in the roof. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> That's the That's one. The one. Yes. Um, and Will is Hall. The hole, before we even go on, is the hole still there? I didn't check. Jake. I was too anxious about Jake. the crowd dynamics. Oh, I could, what? I'm curious about that story. The crowd. Oh, no. There were, I wasn't like avoiding anyone specific. It was just like I was at the theatre by myself and there were a bunch of people there. And, sure. You no know, time I, to look for holes. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> No, I was sitting down reading, so I did. I forgot to look for the hole. What reading? What is there anything you want to add to your manifesto about being anti-reading at the theater? I saw someone reading while walking today. Ew! Put the book down. That's dangerous. Put the book down. I mean, can I just get on this soapbox that I I don't know for some reason have a lot of rage at? If you are in the city Mm. and you are walking around listening to music, you are in someone's way. Walk, walk with purpose. If you are walking somewhere, go there. (laughs) Absolutely, generally speaking, walk fucking fast to everybody but don't listen to music in the city because you're always in someone's way and you have no idea oh. and you're going to get shot no listen to music but you know what you listen to you listen to like cause I'm strong enough cause you think that'll make people you gotta go fast you yeah. gotta pick a fast song that's true that would probably solve the issue because these people they seem to Call have some sort of like girlfriend yes five, something six, with a seven, strong beat eight, yeah. yes because it seems to somehow just cut off so much of their peripheral vision and I get that you're in your own movie and you yes. think you're the lead character yes. but like Jake's behind you and he has to get to school <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway. That was a good soap. I like that. A little sidestep. I like step. it when you get vindictive. <laughs> I just think it's so selfish and stupid. Oh, absolutely. It's, like, it's a city. It's like people that like stop their conversation and they just sort of go, oh, hi. And they just stop in the middle of the street. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's like, I mean, you're not Sarah Jessica Parker. What? Treat it like you're driving. Pull over. <laughs> it's, it's also people, if you walk through any door, any door, uh-huh. and you stop and then look, your, like, look around with your face, Keep moving! Keep, get out of the doorway. It's a doorway. Egress, people. Egress. Jesus. People... You're right. People have gotten worse at walking since COVID. Like, people... The crowds have gotten worse. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, no. No. I don't know. And it's up to us to teach them. <laughs> and where the... What, what show is this? Praise Dionysus. It's a new segment. 
<laughs> Where we just yell about dumb <laughs> idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Will Hall plays Charlie in Protein. Why are you making a quizzical Sorry, face? I, I, there was a car driving by and it sounded so much like a sad groaning person. I got really confused for a second. Okay. Carry on. Great. Um, so yeah, Charlie is the it's a one-man show. Will Hall plays Charlie mm-hmm. and he's like a gay vegan. Protein. Protein. Mm, great. Are you protein? Be careful. It's confessing to being I'm a pedophile. I'm protein in that I want them to be happy. Good. <laughs> Correct answer. Are you protein? I'm protein... No. Because ah. pro- ah. protein is important to have in your diet for muscle growth, etc. 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 Yeah, so the whole thing is like this sort of like panicked, anxious, gay tirade. <laughs> Terrific. Yeah, and it sort of like really kind of just spans one terrible day that Charlie has. Kind of from the moment of like waking up and sort of like doing some self-reflection. That kind of thing is sort of like instigated by this idea that Charlie wants to better himself and try to like be a calmer, better guy. Sure. You know? Um, and so yes, it makes like early on makes decisions of like, he thinks he watches too much pornography and that he's masturbating too much. Um, and uh, and as, he, as the day sort of progresses, he like, he goes on a date. And then he has this other person that he's sort of seeing. Um, And yeah, we witness all of these things and sort of see what's especially impressive about sort of like, and relatable about like the writing and the performance. It really showcases how the right combination of things done to you at the right sort of collection of times can really kind of destroy you and dismantle you. Sure. Like if you have like a bad enough couple of days or like that you just get like a theory about yourself in your head. And and then your brain does a thing where it just like collects evidence to support that theory so you have about yourself. Like it's going somewhere pretty dark. Pretty dark. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it can just be, be this snowball of like, oh my god, yes, I should kill myself. Yeah. The show wasn't about suicide. <laughs> the sort of thing where it's like, oh, it absolutely makes sense that a person in these, in really any circumstance, can just like, if you push the right domino, a bunch of other things are gonna fo- like fall down, yeah. and you're gonna be in a terrible headspace by the end of that thing. Great. And, like, you know, the, the fail-safes that we do or don't have in place to cope with those sorts of things. Okay. Okay, yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, so largely what was most impressive about the work, like, on top of, like, the writing being quite, like, ugh, like, illum- like anything, like, it's midsummer. Mm-hmm. anything that's kind of, like, for me at least, about gay misery, I'm there, of course. You you do love gay misery. It's my genre. <laughs> it's your genre. It's my home. It's where I live. Mm, so so, where you, it's where you put your heart. I, well... <laughs> mm, well your shriveled, cold little heart. There it is. Mm. <laughs> um... Yeah, so it was cool of Will and Darby to walk us through that experience with their acting and their writing. And that's largely what it was. It was just kind yeah. of like a like a, a bing bang one hour of yeah, watching there, devastation. Were there, were there bits I'm I'm now curious about the structure. Was it like Hi John? What's that? Like was it sort of like <laughs> talking to people that weren't there or was it all in a monologue situation? Um, no, it was like that's the thing. Thank you for asking that. Because yeah, You're I wanted welcome. to talk about how Will was really good at playing very distinct different characters that he happened upon throughout the day. Ah. Like it wasn't just him sort of talking like this for a second. Like they were fully fleshed out people. Like it, it was like maybe five or six different characters that he completely embodied throughout his experience. Like it was like an uppity lady working at an op shop, um, people working at stores. Um, and yeah, he, he, somehow every single character that he was, and he was playing like a homeless person at one point, and it, yeah, which was good in the way of like people playing homeless people, because <laughs> sometimes just come across as very like not just classist but also like ableist. Yes, <laughs> a few of those. And really out of touch. Ticked. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was able to do it in a way he that wasn't like. He sidestepped it. Fuck the ball. Yeah, no, all of his very like somehow very 
well-constructed, immediately recognisable impressions mm. were, were, were a good style of tasteful, I think. Great. But yeah, yeah, that was impressive. Because I, yeah, I, <laughs> I can certainly envision someone, if I were to attempt something, I'm not an impersonator. So I think no. all I could do would be just a bunch of... Yeah, if, if someone had a gun to your head and they said, you need to do a pretty, like a half-decent impression of any sort of celebrity, <laughs> who would you do? Oh, uh, no. I, I'd, I'd, I'd have to think of who's most like me and then just give that a crack. Okay. <laughs> Fun answer. I, I, don't, I, don't, but I don't have... No, there is truly not one that I have any confidence in. Sure. I've never done any impression that someone's like, you nailed that. Sure. Interesting. Okay. Because Really? I'm dead certain. Unless I've done it in my sleep and you've seen that happen. No, but I have heard you sleepwalk. Yes, you have. <laughs> Which is different to a celebrity impression. <laughs> in many ways it is similar. In many ways it is not. Mm. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, but what was yeah impressive about this was like it wasn't like him doing a Reese Witherspoon impression. It was him <laughs> That'd be great, though. transforming himself into a very recognizable different person that wasn't Charlie or Will. Which is if you're stuck with someone that can't do that, in that a- is a bad hour of theatre. Sure. You know what I mean? Like if you're stuck with someone who's like most of the theatre is built around them being able to impersonate, do other characters, and mm. you, the first character they try is like, oh. Well, it's one of those like quintessential things that gets really rigorously applauded, isn't it? Like people yes. that can especially handle a one-person show. I mean, Orphan Black. Sure. Yes, you vividly explained Orphan Black. It's one girl playing like Tatiana Maslany plays like Tatiana Maslany. Tatiana Maslany. Uh-huh. Tays all plays all these different clones uh-huh. and like does them in a way where you're like that can't be the same actress and yeah got a lot of like applause for it mm-hmm. yeah I, I just agree I agree with you I think it's one of those things that when it's done right mm. it's very recognised and congratulated yes yeah and it's one of those like neat theatrical party tricks which I had Absolutely. in my mind of like wanting to like construct a list of things that are like <laughs> um, like seemingly universally applauded as being like oh if you accomplish this in theatre yeah. everyone's gonna want to give you trophies yes and that is absolutely one of them mm. yeah and how lucky for you that you, you got one that can do it oh thank goodness yeah yes if Will were talentless it would have been really difficult mm. yes oh full disclosure I've worked with Will once we did like a development for a little while oh there you go um, yeah it was a really great time it was really great to see him on stage doing something um, yeah, so p- part of it that really rang true for me outside of gay misery <laughs> was um, him having like a really big breakdown while working at his like table waiting job. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes. that's a comfortable place. And it was nice to see someone like drive home like that sense that I'm sure we've both experienced. I definitely have, and I'm sure you have as well. Um, I feel like, I don't know to what extent you feel like your waitering days are well and truly behind you. Oh, done. Yeah, right? Whereas I- I'm still relatively in the thick of mine. Yeah. Well, hopefully, like the latter thick. It sounds like you're on the latter. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, like going sort of like the to like the fuller extent of like you know when you feel yourself teetering on the brink of like I'm gonna kill everyone. This in is this not restaurant. sustainable anymore. Yes. yes, and like oh god, I want to like take your chicken. <laughs> I'm ready. And I'm just fuck it. I'm gonna fuck your chicken. Fuck your chicken. Uh, yeah, it's just the thing of like yeah, when you're oh working, god, yeah. it's like the wrong shift on the wrong day, and you are in this restaurant. Oh god! And, you, and there's one customer treats you in one specific kind of way, and I feel like oftentimes it's not even like an outwardly atrocious thing they've done. There's just like you get the glimmer of the sense of like, oh, you think I'm subhuman? Mm-hmm. Oh, you think I'm like annoying you? They don't look you. you in the eye. Don't look you in the yeah, eye. They just ignore you. Yes. Yeah. They do the thing <laughs> where like they act as if them ordering food from you is a favor to you. So yep. like, right? So like you returning to the table and be like, have you chosen anything yet? And they're like, 
oh, we'll just need a bit longer. Mm. It's like, can't, I don't care. <laughs> That's fine. It's okay. Yeah, the food's not for me. My job is to ask. It's not easier or harder. Well, the people that like, <laughs> when you go to clear the table, they don't break eye contact or conversation. They just sort of like move things towards you to clear. <laughs> it's like, thanks. But I do appre- appreciate any gesture. Like always, if someone's trying to help you stack the plates or something and get the table clear, it's always made it difficult up. Like oh, it's yeah. always harder. But the gesture is sweet, I think. Sure, but at the very least, just saying thank you. Like, that's all you need to do. Completely. Yeah. Also, don't stack plates. You're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. We should have an episode where we just talk about annoying things in hospitality. Because <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. And you're right. The wrong day can send you down a spiral that you cannot get out of oh without my drinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And there's something about, like, and it's something to do with the attitude of people towards hospitality workers. Mm. But it's, it's a very easy place to feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. Because you are so often sensing from people that they think you're a piece of shit. Yes. 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 It is a hellscape and a horrible wild west to work. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, which sounds like a great place for this character to work. It was a nice, yeah, it was a yeah, an enjoyable moment for me to witness and to have that type of like almost like catharsis or something. Yeah, it was something. It was something very recognizable, recognizable in that, in that display. So I was appreciative of it. Great. Yeah. Protein. Is that because of cum? <laughs> That's my understanding. Is protein is cum high in protein? I think cum has protein. I've never looked at. Come. I've looked at come. I've never read. <laughs> I've never read the ingredients in the bottle. You know, like I don't know. I've looked at more come than I've read books, <laughs> <laughs> and I've read some books, <laughs> mostly about come. Yeah, Did you know there's more protein in sad tears than other types of tears? Now, how the fuck? Where on who is that? Where on who well, is how that? How is that real? From science? <laughs> Do you know there is a species of butterflies that only drinks like alligator tears or something? Is it alligator tears? They drink tears of some animal. Mm. It's in the Amazon. That's one of the main food things they go to. This butterfly drinks tears. Only tears? I'm pretty sure it's only tears. Maybe like a little bit of something else, but tears is like their go-to. God. Isn't that weird? That's great. So there is protein into that. that, that, I'm, just, that I'm putting it together in my brain. I guess that makes sense. But why sad Tears, do you have any more information on that? Um, you can't su- just say that. No, I, I, I just know that that's information and my guess about it, because okay. for some reason I have spent some time devoting myself to understanding like the whole lacrimal system and like the lacrimal fluid in mm. tears. And I guess the origins of crying being attempting to alleviate like damage or things entering the eye mm. um, and then the body mistaking like psychological trauma for danger that tears are meant to alleviate the risk of. Mm. And so maybe adding protein to the tears makes them more capable of like latching onto the sure. the peril. Is my guess? I mean, that's a, that's, all that's that a good sense. guess. That's a good guess. I mean, I'm not not to blow your mind. I'm not a doctor. Any lacrimal specialists in? Just write. <laughs> let us know. Write in. Yeah. Okay. So. This wasn't named up the protein in tears when he was sad. Maybe no, all the, 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 no, no, the, the, the promo material all seems to suggest that it's cum related. It's mostly But cum. I guess he's also a vegan. And there's sort of like some time yep. devoted to explaining like how irritating it can sometimes be to have to re-explain your veganism to people. Sure. Yeah. So, but maybe Remember when it's... you tried to go vegan for a little bit and you nearly passed out I because you didn't anemic. have any red meat? Oh my God, veganism made me anemic. Yes, yeah. it was really bad. It was a bad time. And then you had like one red steak and you were like, oh, I feel much better. <laughs> I was sleeping for like 14 hours at a time. Yeah, it was scary. It I, was thought a scary it was, I thought it was toxins leaving my body. <laughs> this is why you're going to die. This is what's going to happen. It's 
then kind of being like, because of a stupid thing that I do that I think is really yeah. good for me. I should rub charcoal into my eye sockets. God, I just, I remember I was waiting at Flinders Street for Haley to come so we could go and have dinner and I was like about to fall down. Like I was like, yeah. what, the whole time, I was like 10 minutes away for her because she was late and I was like, I'm going to fall into a coma oh in front God. of all these Flinders Street strangers. You had more protein. Um, like, if it was only iron. But <laughs> protein. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, no, but then she came and was like, Haley, we need to eat a bunch of like, we have to go and eat a bunch of spinach because I was Googling what's the highest iron content in like vegan food yeah and it was like i was like we have to go to a dumpling restaurant and just eat a bunch of like chinese broccoli Did that help <laughs> not enough <laughs> and now he's just chowing down on steak can't every day can't stop him i was fully gonna die you were yes yeah um so be careful with your veganism um i was impressed by this show um and it hit some cool buttons inside of me of like things that i didn't realize that i wanted to see spoken about oh that's, that's um, nice that's a good thing to walk away feeling sure yeah and jake just loves cum it's delicious. <laughs> You're the one who talks about calm. I, I can't do. talk about calm. I do talk about you calm. You love it. You're a guzzler. No, I don't love it. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> Nowhere above the neck. Absolutely not. What does that mean? Nowhere above... I don't want... If calm is going on my body... Yes. It's not going anywhere above the neck. Come on. If... Ever. You mean you mean when? <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> this is still that world where Sex in the City is scored by Austin Powers. Yes! Um, I forgot about that place. <laughs> Oh my god, we did it! Yes. Huzzah. <laughs> Very huzzah. We spoke about circus. We spoke about cum. We spoke about all sorts of things. Yeah. Wasn't that fun? Oh, I, it sounded like it was going Dr. Seuss. It did. I didn't mean for it. Have you been to the... Like, apparently you're meant to pronounce it Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I'm not pronouncing it Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Me either. He wasn't an anti-Semite, was he? No. I think he was famously famously racist, yeah. R- oh, right. Because everyone was like, we can't read these, like, seven books anymore. There's, like, seven... Yeah, and some of them were sort of like... Don't let the who-jews mix with the boo-jews. Like, that sort of thing. God. Yeah, like, I think it is. There are... He was rhyming Jews with Jews. <laughs> yep, verbatim. That was from his work. Oh, God. No, I don't know what he wrote, but yeah, he's got some... He's dead, but he's, he had some real fucked up views. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, I was recommended Wacky Wednesday. What's Wacky Wednesday? Wacky Wednesday, it's a, it's a Wednesday that's wacky. And it's just a list of things that are wacky on that Wednesday. Not a bad read. Oh, it's a Dr. Seuss book. It's a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> I recommended you no, a Dr. Seuss No, it's Colleen Hoover wrote Someone wacky. recommend you a Dr. Seuss book? <laughs> Little David. He was like, it's one David, of David, you're a doctor. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he didn't discover it in his 20s. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, J- Jake, this book's amazing. <laughs> We need to polish up our David impressions. They're getting worse. <laughs> They're getting sloppy. Oh. Um, anyway, yes, um, great. We're about great. to like do another one of these. Yeah, it's, like it's another within festival. the next sort of few minutes, we're going to talk about this stuff. So if we sound tired and loopy, that's why. That's yeah. In the next one, we shouldn't be tired and loopy yet. No, we're, we're perfect now. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. So I anyway. guess we'll see you in like ten minutes. But until yeah. then, mm. um, yeah, we may already disagree with everything we just said. And friends don't let friends become theatre critics. Because they're cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I, they're not all cunts. Some of them are quite lovely. 